When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On 1629 SEN Hobart, Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. And welcome back to the Jack and Flash show for 2022 on Flash. Cop this, SEN Tassie. Oh, yes. SEN track at the northern part of the state. And right around the country on the SEN app. We, of course, here thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmania's real estate experts. As always, Flashman, the people out there in the whole Apple Isle can join us. They can call us on 1300 42 or text us on 0437 or shoot us a tweet on the new Twitter handle at SEN. Tazzy, well, Flash, welcome back to uh, SEN Radio, mate. How are you? Good morning, my friend. How's things? I've had a 90-minute sleep, I think. We've had a good injection 90. of sport to 90. get us rolling into well, 2022. Well, before we kick off into the sport, um, I, will, I will say this is the first show that we've done live together in a yes. studio. Mm. Uh, we've been bit-parting the show out, obviously, you being in Tasmania and me being over here in Melbourne. But you've made the, the, the flight over the... Uh, over Bass Strait, and you've come over to uh, to obviously talk sport, talk Tasmanian sport, and talk world sport. And last night was an absolute smorgasbord. My for gosh, sport. I actually don't know where to start. I don't know where to. Turn. Well, well, we will cover all areas of sport, but um, I, I've got a bit of a gripe early on, uh, and, and we will get into what we got on uh, got onto over the summer break. But my my gripe is that you, you started this program, and it was of course myself and Tim Payne that. Kicked off SEN Hobart uh, a year ago for uh, just chatting a bit of, bit of sport down there in the, right. the southern part of Tasmania. Seems and a long time ago, doesn't it? It does <laughs> seem a long time ago. And we fl- it's early happened. On, early on, well, Tim and I are both very good mates with you, and we floated you getting a little five, ten-minute segment maybe mm. to talk a bit of local stuff. And, and to be honest, you were fantastic out there. It was right in your Thank wheelhouse, you. the, the local very sport. Kind. Uh, then, then you moved on to maybe sort of 20 minutes, a couple of segments, and... You're in there for half an hour, and the and then a couple of shows where you had the back hour, eight till nine. You came on for the for the whole hour there, and turned into Tim couldn't come in for a week, and then you co-hosted, and then now you found yourself co-hosting the program. So what does that tell you? It was that there was a little bit of lack of content from the two original blokes, and you need a little bit of injection of quality or uh, good place, good timing from. Flash. Genuine luck, genuine luck. Now that, now that isn't my gripe that you've risen to, right, to radio okay. fame. Mm. My gripe is that we've rolled out 
uh, we've rolled out a graphic during the week to to relaunch the show. Now, now longer no, no longer Sen Hobart. We're now Sen Tasmania, as it should be. Sen Tassie, just sorry. like the Jack Jumpers did. It's not yeah. the Hobart Jack Jumpers. It's the Tasmanian no, they play, brand. No, they play out at the My State. Yep, they also play with the Silver Dome. I do. And this came up on my desk is, is the the rebrand, the launch. It's very exciting, no doubt. Uh, the Hutchasaurus, Hutchie's put a lot of money into the rebrand of, of SEN Tassie. And he's plonked you front and oh, centre. I and where you were heading what here. I, I, I would, and, and what I would describe <laughs> as a, a modelling shot, nice grey suit. Yep. And I've been resold out the back. Yep. In, in, in a little photo Let's. <laughs> we, we are going to absolutely throw the graphics team under the bus. One of the, one, one of the worst photoshopping efforts I have ever seen. Mitchell I've, Scott again. I've been cropped onto, well, I've been cropped onto a body that certainly isn't mine. Uh, and you look about six foot five in that photo because I'm six foot three and you're at least two inches taller than me in that photo. So yeah. how have you managed to do this? Like it's, you've yeah. infiltrated SEN. Is, is there, does Hutchie have to worry about his position what, in what the What is your the official stats on the AFL website when I look up height and weight? What are we coming at now? <laughs> what is there, is <laughs> there a truth to, told there as well? No, is there's there? a blatant lie. One, oh, is this oh, 194? No, 195. <laughs> 195 <laughs> and 95 kilos. So, uh, well, I'm here to say you're actually about 191 and a half. 192. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And you're probably about 93. Nah, 90, 92, 93 kilos. But you have flown over for the show. Yes. Um, great on the company jet you've come over here to, to obviously do the show, uh, which is very well exciting. We're very road. excited to be yes. back on the airways. And a lot has happened over the three months of well, – well, it, it is the busiest time in sport in, in Tasmania. Yes. Uh, and has been, well, I suppose the busiest six months in terms of the things that have been happening in Tasmania. Coming up on the show today, though, we've got Anthony Stewart, who's been your sparring partner for, for SEN Tassie and calling the the Jack Jumpers down there. Sammy Rainbird, who turned one on, and we've obviously oh got all the gosh, footy, which has kicked watch. off last night again for round two with Carlton. 13 Ro- poles. It's a good day at the office, isn't it? It was, it was, it was. Mm. Now, let's chat a little bit about what's happened since we were last on air at the end of last year. The Tasmanian AFL team has pushed a little bit closer. and yes. Do you think they're just on that, just straight away, my gut feeling as soon as you mention that is this Jack Jumpers stuff, which we'll get to that, that has pushed the AFL to start ramping things up. You were big on this early on, weren't you? Years ago, you know this. Because I reckon footy have never really respected basketball, the the TV ratings. They always come back and say, well, no one's watching it, et cetera, et cetera. What we know is what's happened in Tasmania with the basketball, and we'll touch on that more so later. It's been incredible, phenomenal um, environment that everybody's come into and the whole of Tasmania's got around it. But I feel like that that's almost, you know, a little pat on the backside said, right, we've got to get moving here because, you know, as well as I do, I banged on about the years, the kids are all playing basketball. Just like the 90s when we were kids or I was, you're a justice, I was, I, I, a wee child. I but, was a child in the 90s. Um, it's it's quite remarkable. And that's, that's my initial thought process when you do that, but it's happening, isn't it? Yeah. Your mail keeps coming through to say we, we just, we're building momentum really quickly now. I've, I've got a feeling it's going to get accelerated a little bit faster than maybe. What, do, the, what are you seeing? I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was one or two years ahead of what the, the 2027 date is. And, and I think, and I think you've hit the nail on the head is that 
they've seen how successful the Jack Jumpers have yes. been, and we're both very lucky to, to go to a Jack Jumpers game. And I'm looking forward to chatting to, to Anthony Stewart a little bit more about the Jack Jumpers. Obviously, the fantastic win last night over there in Perth. But I think they've seen the success, and they've thought we need to act now. So we need, we need to get into grassroots again. And this is the this is the, the reason Alastair Clarkson is touring the state, coming down and, and doing a region at a time, and a couple of days going out and seeing the people at grassroots footy going to the northwest coast and asking the questions about what 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 do you want from Tasmanian footy what does it look like and, and sort of building this profile that all of a sudden he'll come back and and say rightio this is what it looks like the mastermind of Clarkson and, and I mean we couldn't be in better hands in terms of what let's say what the team's going to look like what the what the actual uh, fundamentals are going to look like in, in getting this license and of course that will be voted on in August uh, and I think it's looking a lot more promising than than less promising. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. Have you found yourself driving down the uh, down past Macquarie Point and just oh yes, sort of gazing off over there over the wood chips and sort of thinking, <laughs> wow, just imagine what seven hundred and fifty million dollars could do to this joint. For those that aren't aware, and I think most people are, of course, the, the plan or the proposal is is to have the stadium down there near the wood chips, as Jackie Boy so eloquently just put it. They're probably um, not, they're not, not wood chipped yet. They go to Burnie, get wood chipped. They're yep. just big logs at the moment we know down there. Mean, yep. And it, oh, it was only two days ago, it was the last time I walked past there, and you looked across to your left as you're walking. Well, if you're going down the Salamanca Way and you walk past uh, the docks and it's and get around the back where you stay, what's the... the, the the joint you stayed all the time. Henry Jones. Henry Jones. Yep. Beautiful in there, Henry Jones. Beautiful in there. And then you walk around the back and it, there's nothing really there. This is the thing what people, the people, the critics of it, I'm always interested in what are you critical of because it's basically all this vacant land, pretty much. It's the world's biggest COVID testing site. That's where I had to go during yep. the uh, two-week lockdown. Been terrific. But can you just imagine a little stadium I'm thinking 32,000, 33. I, people are saying 27, 28. I feel like I just want to maybe nudge it over 30. A boutique stadium with the cricket. Hurricanes will get there eventually. I know the people at Bell Revival probably don't want to hear me saying that. But imagine what we can do down there with music concerts. The walk in the town, it's just five minutes, everyone knows, from the middle of the town to get down there. It would be outstanding. Tasmania has transformed itself in so many ways the last seven or eight years, hasn't it? Things have really changed. Yeah. This would be incredible. It would be incredible. And it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. I, I, I think it's a prerequisite. I, I don't want to go on record saying it's going to happen because I'm so excited about that if it doesn't. Can I just say, I'll Bill, be that flat. I love Bill Reeve. You do too. Yeah. You, you played football there. You represented the mighty Clarence Footy Club there with distinction. Flag 2006. Is yeah, that right? 2006. Five, um, five in the I've always... I've always never thought Bell Rev was a footy ground. Now, that's a little bit controversial, what have you, perhaps, but well, it's, it's never cricket, completely it's a, had that yeah, probably is a footy ground, field. I think so. Whereas I've always thought York Park, no, York Park's footy ground. That's what it's been, et cetera. But if we could get this multi-purpose facility in the middle of town, my gosh. Can you imagine? Can you imagine watching? Let's say we'll call them the Tassie. Can we rule out the Jack Jumpers not playing there? For but, that well, again? you can't. You, you can't. This is can't. the thing, and this is it's, it's a really interesting point. And I would actually like to hear from our, our listeners out there about what they want from uh, the stadium. Now, it's it's handcuffed to the AFL team, so clearly that would be the biggest draw card in town in terms of getting people to the stadium. But the facilities that this could provide in terms of for the economy, the arts 
area. Yes. Uh, the Jack Jumpers is saying A League in Tasmania. Who uh, crowds? We haven't seen great crowds in in Tasmania at the A League, but. Give us a call on 1300 42 or shoot us a text 0437552535. What you want to see from this stadium, because the mock-up, Flash, and I'm not sure if you caught a little bit of a glimpse of the mock-up, but it was outstanding. And I'm just thinking, round one, 2000, and let's say, we'll say it's 2027, Tassie come out and they win their first ever game. Friday night, Saturday night footy, it isn't a far walk over to town into Salamanca. It, it, this could it, it actually is a great combination of what's great about Tasmania, and that, that is the arts and 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 the proximity culture. of everything, the culture. Like, yep. can you imagine just walking in there after you've called the first oh, game for Essie and Tassie, and just going straight over to Salamanca, basking in your glory? No doubt, people yep. with cheers in your left, right, and centre down there, and some sort of pub, customs house, and That's and, right. and just what what. That could become that precinct mm. could be unbelievable. Absolutely incredible. And I, I look, I think that, as you said, the momentum is building so quickly. Do you know another thing I want to touch on with that? I reckon now there's no more passionate Richmond person in the world than Jack Rebar. Let's be clear: three premierships now, mm. multiple Coleman's, mm. best and fairest. Tick 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 tick. I reckon when you go to bed at night, if you were two years younger. There's a part of you. I know you're not going to say anything here, but if you were two years younger, you would hunt, and even, you know, I did the sums here the other week and I thought, imagine if they brought back to 2025. So that's going to make him, and he, let's say, let's say you get through this year and I'll give you next year. Could you have a freshen up year and then come back as a 36 year old, 37 year old? Sabbatical year. And lead the mighty map out. Or maybe it's not going to be the map. I reckon for sure, if you're two years younger, you'd do it, by the way. But uh, I'm happy for you not comment on that. <laughs> I would very much think yeah. about it. Well, we have spoken about the Jack Jumpers, and of course, they are teetering yes. on, on the chance of playing <sighs> finals. Last night was a huge win over the Perth Wildcats, which is uh, which may be owned by Hutchie, to be honest. So they're a bit doom well, and gloom here at the I did down there the other week, Hutchie, in the Perth box, is down it? in Hobart, and they got a tight win. He was pumping the fist for his gloom, mind or Wildcats. Doom and gloom, no doubt. We'll high-five him on the way past in the hallways today. But 85 to 83 in Perth. I said there that I, I love Scott Roth. He symbolises everything. This, I saw a tweet from, from um, a friend of mine down in, in Tasmania. He symbolises everything that is Tasmanian, isn't he? Yes, he does. So he, he talks about grit, determination, fight, humble and hungry. These are words that Tasmanians they gravitate to, don't they? I do. And I think that's that brand that they've they've set up is exactly what you needed to do. And, the, and it starts with that gritty culture. I think we've got Scotty here now. Yeah, these guys just uh, cease to amaze me. They just continue to, to buy into everything we're doing and, and building a tremendous culture and laying a great foundation and uh, just a lot of grit and determination. And um, they battle, they fight, uh, they're all for each other. And uh, it's, it's fun to be a part of. And, um, you know, to win in this building is not easy. And, um, you know, we're humbled, but we're still hungry. And we, we have seven more games and we'll see what we can do. Seven more games. It's very, very exciting. We'll talk about this more with Stewie before, but that was a monster game. Wasn't, wasn't it good? Oh wasn't gosh. it good? Wasn't it good? Wasn't it good? And it has been pumping at not only out at my bank, uh, my state bank arena, but at the Silver Dome too as well, which is very, very important. Plenty still to come. But Anthony Stewart is obviously going to talk a bit of basketball. We're chatting to the man that had the magic hand on the weekend or the week. Sorry, Sam Rainbird. But up next, we will wrap up a massive night of sport. This is Jack and Flash on SEN Tassie.
Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On 1629 SEN Hobart, Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome back to Jack and Flash on SEN Tassie. Now, Flashman, last night, well, you came over and uh, I offered you a bed and we sat down there and we had an absolute smorgasbord of sport to watch. Mm. But one thing I do want to talk about is what about the rise of the Carlton Football Club? Thursday night football, mm. for the people that didn't catch it last night, the Carlton Football Club, 16-6-102, took down the Western Bulldogs. Didn't kick straight, 13 12 90 Pretty smick display by the uh, the boys from up Mighty there at Blue Icon Baggers. Park. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, where did you have them at the start of the year? I, I went just for the record. I, I don't do I, that sort of stuff. No, hey? of that, no. I'm so eleven eleven. I, I I because I and you feel like um, they really almost have to play finals this year. It's the thought process at the start of the season with the Blues. They've had a torrid twenty five years, if you wanted. Actually, peel it back, but the, you know the talent they have brought in over the last uh, six or seven years under the tutelage of Bolton and then Teague, um, and obviously now with the great Michael Voss, who wasn't there last night, of course. Ash Hansen, um, what a what a debut for him as a senior coach. Chips and salad, fish and salad, fish and salad. Apparently, yep. yep. Um, his nickname, apparently, according to the Black Ducks over there in Perth. D- how good is it? A difference does it make, though? I mean, we watched, we've got had the replay on here behind us again as we're been talking this morning, having those two keys and the big boy, McKay looks just enormous. Doesn't he? He looks like he can just kick you 80 plus straight away. And then Kerno, we we touched on him again last night. He's so old fashioned footballer. He's athletically gangly. And so, and he does the, the flat punts and the snaps and the things that a little bit old school. He's got a bit of Johnny Klug. Remember the great Johnny Klug who... Glenorchy well, legend. Your old man to talk about, him, of course, went to the Crows in the inaugural season, but big mobile, um, doesn't look like the cleanest, beautiful kick in the world sometimes, but he just does things which are a little bit um, sparky, and he looked tremendous. That depth of midfield is the key. Now, so that's what we need to – what's going to happen there at the end of the year as we sort of break it down. I've got one apology to, to talk to. Oh, rightio. Um you, you've lined someone up, have you? No, nah, look, I, as people that know me, I think we've had the discussion before. I've never been a Matthew Kennedy fan. I, I've never, I've never obviously. Um, 31 and a goal last night. Played 31 and a goal. Um, big body, tick, um, stoppage player, tick, tick, tick. He's played two super games. Now, my query with him has always been his foot skills. He kicked 54% last week and 54% last night. Um, he's not a. No, he did. He did you know, he was at fifty-two, and I reckon he landed the last three to get him up to fifty-eight. But he um, that, is that a little bit of a, a little bit of X factor when you're trying to line up, you know, your best two, your next two, and because you, you, you've got to go six or eight deep, as you know, that helps him a lot, doesn't he? He's got a little bit of Josh Kennedy. He's got a little bit of um, not as polished, a, a little bit of Crips about. But Crips is probably the one we need to talk about because he is there. Is there like so I look at. He looked a yard quicker. You always do when you win, yeah, don't you? Yeah. But is there – well, I think there's only one duo maybe better than them. As in terms of the one-two punch, Walsh and Cripps. <sighs> but Petrarca and Oliver, he probably yeah. the only two better so you, than So them. you've gone, just for the record, you've gone them over Bontempelli McRae. So Walsh yep. and Cripps are better. Yeah. 
Would anybody in the universe have said that at the end of 2021? No way, Jose. And, no. and, and I think you're, you're right with the, the, the two big boys up front. And the stats probably tell a little bit of stories. Harry McKay had 10 marks at halftime last night. He ends up, he had, I think he had four in the first and, half. And that's the dog's Achilles heel now, is it? Where, who, who's their key defenders down yeah, there? Yeah, no, you're right. Um, I think, I think, and you've only got to look, and I know you've mentioned, um, I know you've mentioned Kerno. He kicked five goals from three marks. Oh. So just just the different versions of, of yes. key forward there. It's a real strength. Ash Hansen was a great We've mentioned him already. Fish and salad. Uh, yeah, fish and salad. Interesting um, that in today's <laughs> modern age, well, today's COVID age, that we have Michael Voss has coached one game for the yes. Carlton Football Club, the new coach of the football club, mm. and now he's had to, to to sit on the couch and watch Thursday night footy like the rest <laughs> of us that were sitting at home last mm. night. So Ash Hansen filled in, and it'd be interesting to hear what Ash Hansen had to say on his nerves and the preparation for last night's footy. No, it was pretty composed. Um, I'd just been so focused in the lead up to ensuring that our boys were, were ready to play and that the distractions that potentially could have occurred, you know, weren't going to, and that was never going to be used as an excuse. So um, the support I had, you know, from the football department in, in Brad Lloyd and, and Vossi was outstanding, and then all the support staff that were around us during the week, you know, did that little bit extra to ensure that we're really well prepared and it came to the floor tonight. Just imagine that, thrust into – well, he had a whole week to get ready for it. Voss tested positive for COVID last Friday, but uh, – Highly thought of. Very highly thought yeah. of. And has come from the Bulldogs. So you, you think in terms of someone you want coaching your football club against the Western Bulldogs. And we know what happens in the, in the coaching world. Sometimes you've – you know, if you want to be a senior coach, you've just got that small window, haven't you, when suddenly you're as hot as a pistol. I mean, let's think about the last 20 years, blokes that – were talked about all the time and, and just didn't quite... I mean, Adam Kingsley comes to mind. He mm. he was at the stage there for four or five years where he was the hottest prospect but couldn't quite get the job. There's a lot of them, isn't there? I mean, it took Voss, what's that, seven years to get back to have a second crack, crack at it, one of the greatest of all time. Um, it, it, they're hard jobs to get, you know, aren't they? And he he's just thrust himself. But, like, I mean, the, the Blues now, for them, it's... Yeah, let's just keep a little lid on things, I think. They're 2-0. and oh. Is there is that a bigger story or is it the dogs at 0-2? As you know, I I just I, I, I've I think, laid them this year and I don't know and I think it's because they've got they bat deeper than anybody in the midfield, but again, who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna there's no Bruce. Mm. Um the kid's gonna be good. You he looked yeah, we some, like him, don't we? We do like him. Yep. But there's a lot of pressure on Norton. He got that big cork in his knee. And then down the other end, Keith's come in. Great. I just think there's a couple of deficiencies there. One thing I want to put on the agenda, and we will address this later in the show. I've got a, I've got a, I floated a new segment um, with the department here. Is uh, uh, hot? Uh, what is it? It's called hot or not. So uh, last night we saw some footage. Hot of, news, not hot news. news, not news. And we will talk about it later on. If you want to get involved in hot news, not news, you can uh, hit us up on the text line oh four three seven double five two five three four. Hayden Crozier last night, treating the rooms after fainting. How did we feel? I, I want to get your thoughts later on, but I want people to think out there at the moment. And we want access to AFL. We want to see everything that's going on in the AFL. But it didn't sit great with me last night, no. watching him with the, with the I don't know, I'm not sure even what device it was. I think it might have just been a, 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 just checking yes, his heart rate. ECG. Uh, ECG scan. ECG that's what scan. I'm yep. I want to talk about that. 
a bit later on in that new segment, but a little bit uncomfortable about that. Slash, big night of sport. We've already mentioned that off the top. But last night, very, very disappointing. Our Socceroos that have been to, I think, the last four World Cups, unfortunately failed to gain automatic qualification uh, going down 2-0. And I think they were lucky that it was only 2-0, to be honest, in Sydney. Uh, And, yeah, it's our first World Cup qualifying loss at home since 2008. And they'll have to go through the playoff phase either against the UAE or Iraq than the fifth-place South American team, which we have had so much heartbreak before. Very disappointing. Well, I listened to Bozza during the week on SCN, of course, talking about uh, the aid league, where that's at. And he, you want to talk about whack. I mean, he was super critical about where that is and where that product is in terms of it standing on TV, et cetera. It, it, you look, you know, I went, looking back this morning, I went through... You know, we just don't have the depth of quality anymore. And I think that's where it's simple as that. Look where some of these players are playing. Sainsbury in Belgium. Um, there's Div 2 players in Japan like Mitch Duke, for example, etc. The quality of the A-League. Everyone's saying Graham Arnold can't coach. Sure, he probably can't. I have no idea. We're not in the rooms, of course, you and I, Jack, to make those statements. However, you know, like, they're not good enough. Yep. The Blue Samurai looked classes above last night, yep. didn't they? They were so clean with their passing. Um, I, I think there's no shocks here, is there? No, there's not. And here's Graham Arnold on the loss. Yeah, look, it's uh, obviously disappointing, but, um, you know, at the 87th minute, you know, nil-nil's still not good enough to qualify. So we opened ourselves up and we went four up front and, you know, we gave them too much space. And at the end of the day, they, uh, they're a quality team and they're probably the better team on the night. Very, very disappointing. I love watching the Socceroos at the World Cup, and obviously we'll have to do it the hard way now. Then the jungle drums are beating, and pasta cog. They're going to get another crack, aren't they? They're at least going to go through the glue. But we all wanted him gone as well. Nah, for get him back. Of course, get him back. get him back. The other thing, the other thing, he on the won't world, come back. By the way, no, Why he's would he? doing well over itself. Of course, he is. The other thing on the agenda, third test. Now we have, I don't. There's only been probably half an hour over this whole test series where we've looked like actually losing, and last night. Pat Cummins declared uh, 350 in front. Pakistan currently sit 0 for 73. Shafiq's on 27, not out. Uhak, 42, not out. We're going to lose. 278 to win. Uh, day five on a flat. Haven't looked like losing for the whole... Like, and it's been arguably one of the most boring test series of all time. Of all time. But are we a chance to lose this? Definitely. No one's been able to get anybody out on day five in any of the test matches. Is it, so is, it, is it worrying that all the polls in the first innings were taken by quicks? Well, it is. You know, Nathan Lyon's um, output hasn't been great. It, tough work for the bowlers. You know, golly. They've obviously had a couple of good patches through the series, haven't they? They had a good patch here in the first innings. Stark and Cummins got things going. In the last test, somehow they bowled about 150 and... They would have made nine hundred in the second tick because they couldn't. They didn't look like really getting them out. Um, two things here at play: that flat wickets are the worst thing for the future of test, test cricket. Flat wickets ruin yeah, test cricket. Yeah. No one watches. No one cares. No one's interested. Get these decks right, and so these you know these runs that have been piled up are out of control. But I I reckon Pakistan are favourites going into today. Mm, so do I. If you want to catch the cricket and see whether Pakistan do get it, you can catch SEN's coverage of the final day on the test on the SEN app. From Give the bowlers a chance. That's all I'm asking.
Give them a chance. Yeah, 4 p.m. So if you want to watch that, uh, listen to that. Sorry, yes, in app, 4 p.m. Uh, well, Adam Collins and the crew. Adam Collins and the crew. And of course, our boy Mitchie's producing that as well, doing a fantastic job. Jackies are off the match. The Jackies are on the march. Oh. That, of course, there yeah. is local boys. Luca Brasi. Saw them two weeks ago. You played, did. played at the back of the Crescent. Little oh. little 45-minute gig. Did they play the Jackies on the march? Sensational. They did not. Oh, what? No, well, they gave the, just a little bit of it. They gave a couple of bars of it, and that was all we got. Great little Tasmanian band, Luca Brasi, of course. What a tune. You well, love that tune. Oh, yeah, Your wife said to me last night, <laughs> she said, of Flash, <laughs> I'm sick of hearing that bloody song. He just plays it and plays it and plays it and plays it. Air guitar alerts. Ah, oh, very good. You are certainly the air guitar champion out of this duo here. True story. The Jackies are on the march, and of course, we you can hear it. You hear the NBL flash. You're very prominent in the NBL coverage down there in SEN Tassie. And of course, the other man, your offsider, who's the SEN NBL commentator and Tasmanian basketball legend, no doubt. He is on the march as well. That is Anthony Stewart, and he joins us on the line. Anthony, welcome to SEN Tasmania. Good morning, guys. Mate, were you on the edge of your seat last night as we were? We were sitting on the couch watching the, the jack jumpers over there in the West, and what an amazing win. Yes, calm, cool, and collective I was. Uh, <laughs> what a great way to get back onto the winning list. Um, big game, uh, playoffs on the line, and uh, they managed to get it done. It was one of those games, Stu. It wasn't good to talk to you, mate. He, they just they went at each other. Um, obviously, the the end of that first quarter, the Jack Jumpers got a little bit of a lead. I reckon they stretched out to twelve there at one stage, and then. Law and Cotton, as they did, brought things back to even it by half time. But that second half was very, very tight. Cotton was still playing extremely well. Um, incredible performance. You know, they actually took 16 more shots, Stewie, last night. I think it was 83 shots to 67. Now, I think they shot at about 39%, the Jack Jumpers, but they got it done on the other end. Yeah, their intensity. Um, look, we've watched it all season. Um, there was a lot of questions on whether they could keep the grind um, up. I mean, they don't have the level of talent like the Vic Laws and the Bryce Cottons, but I tell you what, Scott Roth um, has just secured Coach of the Year. There is no question about that. Um, to get this group uh, borderline playoffs, possibly still an opportunity to get there um, with the group that he had to put together relatively quickly, uh, an amazing achievement by any coach in this league. And the beauty of it, one more here, Jack, is they they get on the plane and they travel. So now they've beaten Melbourne in Melbourne, Illawarra in Illawarra, had Sydney on toast before losing up there. Of course, they beat Sydney in home. And now they're probably the hardest of all beating Perth in Perth to just keep that finals door ajar, as you mentioned, Stewie. Yeah, it's uh, – it's, look, it's, it, it's positive. It's um... – they couldn't do any more, and, and your favourite son, obviously, Flash in Will Magne, has missed over half the season, and he, he's sort of their franchise player. So they're doing this work off the back of being undermanned as well. And I mean, I know a lot of teams around the league have been undermanned, um, but 
to be a new club, new franchise. Um, you've been at the home games. You've seen the passion and the community behind it. It's it's a, it's going to be an unbelievably exciting uh, end of this season. And, and look at the other game last night, New Zealand-Brisbane. I mean, oh, my gosh. I've watched a lot of games <laughs> in the time. But I, I tell you what, New Zealand yeah. couldn't find another way to lose. For those that weren't watching that game, I think they were seven points up. With how many seconds to go were we? Seven, 16. 16. Ooh. Ridiculous. Tracy McGrady, like, remember he scored That's 13 right. in 10 seconds or he something? Did against didn't he? the Spurs. From... Anthony, I, I, I wanted to, uh, in any type of sport, coaches sort of, teams simulate their coach in terms of what they mm-hmm. are about. And, and we, we are, I think certainly, no, no sides come into Tasmanian culture as well as what the Jack Jumpers have. They're hard fought, they just have dogged determination. I want to take you back maybe a week to to when the Jack Jumpers were playing the Illawarra Hawks. And there was a bit of a blow-up at the end of the game. And our boy, Scott Roth, our big American superstar coach of the year, got into a little bit of a hoo-ha with Antonio Cleveland. Now, do you think do you think that the boys would have seen that and just gone, right, he's one of us, he's our leader, he's our coach. And that's sort of it's, – it's the way they play the game, isn't it? In-your-face sort of attitude. Yeah, it is. I mean – Scott is a very emotional coach. Um, he always said his first thing he wanted to do was put a group together to develop a culture to protect the island and defend the island. Um, he's done that. I mean, there were a lot of questions. You look at their, their squad, and if you're looking to recruit a, a team next year, there's not that many. I mean, Jack McVeigh is sort of a standout. Um, but you've got Chris Vick, you've got Kenyon at average six points in the uh, NBL 1. Um, Hasn't he been a great addition to the starting five? Yeah. Jock Perry, um, Jared Week. You've come around to Jock Perry, are you? You're coming around, Stewie? Uh, you and I talked yeah, about this a lot. Yeah, we won't go there. But, <laughs> I mean, if I'm looking to recruit a team, yep. uh, he's just done an amazing job and he, he knew what he wanted from the outset. Uh, I questioned that. I, I think many others did. But what he has achieved is nothing but uh, remarkable about this club and, and the way they're going about it. And the Cleveland incident, wow, fantastic for basketball. Like, seriously, the next time that they play Illawarra, I know what I'd be doing as a coach and ooh, making ooh, sure the whack. players locked in. I met, I, I met with Sam McDaniel and um, and Jared Bairstow, and we touched on it a little bit, and... Uh, Sam was filling me in about the assistant coach, giving him some verbal diarrhea stuff. So the passion's there. I can't wait for, oh, how good would it be, Illawarra Jack Jumpers in a semi? Oh, geez. I'll be the first one there. <laughs> now let's have a look at this roster coming up over the next couple of weeks. This is where we need to start to lock in what's happening. So bullets on Saturday night, that's in Brisbane. Now Brisbane yep. are a little bit better. They've got a couple back. I feel like they're playing some better basketball. Then next week, Friday night, of course, they're in Adelaide. And then back on Sunday versus the Sydney Kings, you probably, you've almost got to win that stretch, don't you? Yeah, I think they went away knowing they had to win two out of three. I think Perth was obviously going to be the major challenge where they got over that obstacle. I think Brisbane and Adelaide, they should be able to take care of business there if they're serious about playoffs. And then I've said this flash, my title favourites, Sydney Kings, um, that's going to be an absolute ripper on our home court here in Hobart. Yes, that'll be next Sunday, of course, the next time that uh, Jackie Boy, that pardon the pun, that the Jack Jumpers will be playing at home. One o'clock next Sunday. 
one o'clock next Sunday. Um, I'd say book your tickets, but uh, well, you, well, how are you going to book them? You can't get them. The, the, certainly, is the, the, the hottest ticket in town. Forecasting forward, and, and Flash has just mentioned the next games, which are, it's really important, Anthony. Chatting here to Anthony Stewart, our NBL commentator here on SEN. Let's say the things stay as they are; they don't make the finals. Could you think of a better way for for an NBL franchise to start? without actually having that ultimate success of, of playing in the playoffs? It, it, it really has gone perfectly, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. It's a great question. And um, I'm not thinking about them not making the playoffs because I, I really believe, and I've said it for the last several weeks, that they're, not, they're a chance to get there. And I think they're playing extremely well and at the right time of the season. And n- not many, if any, go uh, into Perth and get that W. My... My view is always, and I told Flash this, uh, Jack, I said um, the final four will be Sydney, uh, Melbourne United, Perth, no particular order, and then the JJs or Illawarra. I think Phoenix are the ones that are, are going to miss out this year, uh, and that's a definite. Well, Anthony, we've beaten all Big those call. sides. But I think we've beaten all those sides. Is that correct, Flash? Yep, we've, correct. We've certainly, well, we've done well away from home. So on the road, the boys are doing a fantastic job. Of course, Saturday night, Brisbane Bullets, very, very big game. We look in forward, Brisbane. In Brisbane. We, yep. we look forward to watching that on TV and listening to it on SEN around the country. Anthony, thank you for joining us, mate, and great work with uh, with calling the games on SEN Tasmania. Love it. Thanks, guys. See you, Stewie. As you mentioned, Flash there, the hottest ticket in town to go to the JJs, and what a great atmosphere. Uh, and if, well, for this AFL team, I'd be going along and watching that, and that's got something to do with the size of the stadium. Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie. And as always, you can get in on the conversation. Give us a call on 1342 1533. Send us a tweet at that new handle, SEN at SEN Tassie. Sorry. And of course, the text line 0437 532 And the text line has blown up, Flash, since we've been back on the air here for now 57 minutes as we uh, come to the finish of our first hour. Welcome back, boys. Uh, I haven't put a name to it. That's a bit disappointing. So don't forget to put your name to your text. But this one here I quite enjoyed. It came from David. I thought it was that might have been you actually that texted in. So the Jack Jumpers with an amazing win in Perth last night, the best since the Devils beat Anthony Stewart Perth Wildcats. So Stewie played for the Wildcats as well as the Jack Jumpers. And Tim Brenton took out Stewie with a massive screen. So he probably wouldn't get away with that these days, a big big screen like that. It's... Uh, Frowned upon in basketball, isn't it? The Devils, 25. I think the Devils beat Perth in 96. I was just looking that before. So someone asked whether the Devils had actually ever won over in Perth before. The Wildcats have been strong forever, as we know. They certainly have a couple of occasions. But um, that was a monster last night. Stewart's still come to terms with it. It is, it is, it is. Coming up in the second hour, though, we will be chatting to the man with the golden hand, Sam Rainbow, 13 poles in the Tasmania's latest Shield win. We'll be also chatting a big all the big footy issues for the rev heads out there though. Supercars have had a little bit of a hiatus from the Apple Isle down there at Simmons Plains, but they will be back in town again this week for the Ned Whiskey Tasmania Super Sprint. Of course, Simmons Plains just outside of Launceston there. Marcus uh, Ambrose, something happening there? I've, is he? Oh, geez, you've got he, a few whispers in the motorsport well, game, have you? Yes. No, well, I'm not a motorsport person, but I did hear a little something there that the former Tam, Tam, well, current, 
He's still a Tassie champ, isn't he? Hundred percent, he's a Tassie champ. He yeah, represented Tasmania very late strongly. Forties now. How old would Marcus be? Uh, mid forties, mid forties. I think. Or nine, uh, I think he might live sort of near St Helens out there. But he, yes, you're right, Flash. He will be going along to Simmons Plains, and he will be back on track doing a demonstration in the brand new Ford Mustang. And we'll be on commentary duties for Fox Sports, of course. Supercars going across to the Gen Three model car next year, which has been. The big hype in the supercars as well. So very exciting if you want to get along there. It's been a pretty close little fort uh, series of supercars. Shane Van Gisbergen was the favourite, but had uh, multiple winners now in what is going to be. Would you be a good supercar driver if you got a bit of decent Shocking. lead foot? Oh, I've got a good lead foot. <laughs> yeah, I've got a good lead foot. <laughs> but I, you know. I, Query around the bends. No, nah, I've got a bit of coward when it comes to turning corners and, and, and hitting the brakes. So. No, certainly uh, not not my not my strength. Mm. Uh, of course, we have got a big second hour coming up. Of course, Sam Rainbow was mentioned, the man who took thirteen wickets for Tasmania in the Shield victory. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty-four-seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're teetering on getting in the final, so looking forward to, to chatting to him and all those big footy issues. This is Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tasmania. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On 1629 SEN Hobart. Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome back to Jack and Flash for another big hour on SEN Tassie, of course, SEN Track Park, Northern Tasmania, and right around the country on the SEN app. We are here thanks to our mates, Harrison Agents, Tasmanian real estate experts. How's the real estate game going, Flash? You obviously got uh, a... It's going pretty well, yes. It's, um, it's an interesting time in real estate across the country, isn't it? There's... Um, it's been so busy and so ex- frantic, expensive, expensive very, is very much the very, word. Very um, expensive. Uh, and you know how how are things going around the world at the moment with Russia, and we're not here to talk about news, of course. Petrol prices, stuff going on. It's going to be an interesting twelve months to see what happens in price of house around the place. Of course, very lucky to have Harrison agents on board now. Flash, want to take this in a little bit of a, a footy direction? Obviously, the Blues. Winning last night, um, a big game tonight, Swans v the Cats. You are heading back to the Apple Isle, though, this, uh, this, well, this morning you're going to fly back. Yes. You didn't didn't think about detouring up there to Sydney to go and watch a big Budwar? No, if I was going to detour, it would have been staying here in Melbourne to watch the astrologist, a few of the boys, uh, the yeah, mates of mine, of course. going around for the astrologist tonight Mooney at the Valley, Valley tonight, uh, looking for some group success. Good value, too. It's $13. Second in the... Um, in the time on a new market, of course, a couple of weeks ago, which was outstanding. No, getting home. You know what I'm actually going to do? And we've just got a text just come in. I just noticed, um, flash a shout out to the Newtown Bucks in the grand final. They haven't won a premiership since the 60s. They're playing my South Hobart Senior Bay Sharks, ah. of course. So that's where I'll be about three o'clock. I'll get there for the last session. Three day are in the first grade Premiership in Hobart. So no, no, no Swans Cats tonight for you, which is disappointing. Well, of course, but, I'll watch uh, the Swans the, Cats. What are you talking about? Well, you're oh, going well, live. Not no, going live. No. Does Buddy kick his thousandth goal tonight? I reckon he goes next week. Oh, next mm. week. That's disappointing, he's... isn't it? I think the AFL sort of forecasted that he might be able to sneak five in in the first two rounds. Hence the yep. back-to-back games in Sydney. Who would get? Who gets him? 
Good question. I, mean, I think I think I think the thing with that is is that the, what the Swans are trying to Feed do him. is become a versatile forward line. You know all about that. Um, what Richmond did, him did before your your era was finished last year. Um, you had sharing, sharing, share alike, and that's what certainly the Swans are trying to do there. Feed uh, him flash. Feed him, sure. Get him the Get ball. it over and done with. Get it over and done mm. with. How funny. many there tonight? 40? Do they pack it out? You will do. Oh, you have to, don't you? Yeah, I think oh, so. It's funny, you caught a story during the week about Chris Scott actually spoke to the Cats boys about what to do when the, if Buddy does kick his what goal. Do you, what, was the, what did you say? He said, be prepared for 20 minutes. So the, the AFL have penciled in yeah, 20 minutes. Mine. 10 or 12 tops, isn't it? Yeah, I, We're in I a tell you what, world. it's not I'll 20 minutes at all. And what has become a very sanitized... I'll set the stop clock and we'll come back to that because <laughs> it won't be 20 minutes. <laughs> the over and under, what's your over and under, 12? <laughs> 11. Okay, so the AFL, which has become uh, very sanitized in terms of the contact between players and, and fans, obviously with COVID restrictions and whatnot and the increasing professionalism of the sport and players are kept at arm's length a, a lot these days, have... Not openly encourage people to run onto the ground, but if you say we are preparing twenty a twenty minute window for whatever shenanigans happen when that thousandth <laughs> goal goes through, that there's an open invite, isn't it, yeah, to I run on the so. ground? Yeah, that, and, and as much as that, the wording is you know don't come on. It's sort of been underlined. Tone. Yeah, no, it's okay. Don't come on yeah. in inverted commas. <laughs> Can you remember? I, I remember. What would that. you do? I mean, you're going to fall a couple hundred short. What would like? But what would what would you? Oh, you're looking at me funny. What do you mean? What would you have done? Like, if what would you have done if you get the thousand? If you were, you know, you, I'd you, tee up. I'd, surely yeah. you just tee up a mate with, run out with a nice cascade draft and just <laughs> <laughs> crack it in the middle. You've kicked your thousands, just tru, 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 straight works yourself, but yeah, that's that's fine. You're a southerner, I'm a northern Tasmanian, as you know. One of the great pastimes, though, even <laughs> even the end of a grand final in Tasmania was the 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 sprint to the middle. Oh, yes. Can you remember that final sign and go? And I remember in ten or eleven at North Hobart Oval, and yeah. absolutely just sending it. Well, while you were running out that way, I was behind the ABC television as they were interviewing someone jumping up to try and get my head on the lid, but um, <laughs> each, each, their, each their own often did too, by the way. But that's a Another conversation. There is plenty to talk about. And I want to I wanna touch on your Tigers here a little bit. A few queries. Now, firstly, how's your hand going, mate? Not too bad. Broken thumb. Sure. Um, a bit disappointing. Happened in the first two minutes of the mm. season. I hope it's not a sign of the season to come two minutes in. I've broken my thumb. I'm worried so. about, I'm worried about La- Kane Lambert. Yep. A little bit. Yep. Injuries. Titch. Prestia. Shane Edwards, that is. Yep. Prestia's got a hammy. Prestia's got a hammy. What are you worried about Titch for? Titch is okay, but no, no, Titch, fine. Um, You're just worried he's 33, 34? Well, a little bit. Um, well, how are you feeling about it? Like, let's give it, let's not, not a bulldust conversation. How are you feeling right now about, you know, you've only, you're only, you're only zero and one, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. You be yeah. G- g- happy for to hear your optimistic talk. I hear it all the time, which uh, is as you should. <laughs> I think if you took away the, um, the actual, We've just mentioned there the the, the, the form line stacks the up. Ladder. By the way, the baggers looked pretty good last night. Yeah, in in and, absolute, and fairness. we were four, four goals up twice. You were, um, and probably should have won, but they beat us up in the middle in the last quarter. Um, no, it's it's going to be a big week for for us. We're obviously coming up against a side that plays fairly similar to the way that Carlton plays. They're sort of bigger body inside midfielders. Um, in terms of the GWS Giants, and we're, we're obviously Miss Prestia. You're a good uh, side, GWS. Do we talk about them enough? Uh, probably not. No. no. Probably not. Um, a lot of their stars have left, and I think people have sort of followed yep. Jeremy Cameron to Geelong and yes. followed other players to 
as they've lost it. I, I saw a photo from their first ever game and Callum Ward yesterday was the 10 year, I think 10 years since they played their first game, Cal Ward kicked the first goal. Four players, only four players are still in that team. Davis, Toby Green. Ward, Green and um, who am I trying to think of there? I can't think of Davis, the fourth. Ward, Green. There's a fourth one as well. Uh, Coniglio, sorry. Coniglio, so, Coniglio. Yes. so they're, the only, they're the only four from that first district's time that ran out. So, no, it's it's it, it's interesting. The other obviously issues are Dustin at the moment um, taking time for personal uh, and, and to go. Well, how, how how's Dusty going? Uh, oh, I think he's yeah. Well, I see, uh, clearly he's struggling a little bit. Yeah. Otherwise, he yeah. wouldn't be taking personal no, leave course, away from the football club. Um, it's it is a really hard uh, situation that he finds himself in because obviously the passing of his father, which I mean, it, um, nearly everybody in this world. Has had to deal with the passing of a loved person, uh, parent, but the fact that he hadn't seen his dad for for a long time, obviously mm. with the COVID pandemic and borders being shut, it sort of um, made that really difficult for him. Oh, cool. and 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 Dimmer it's spoke super close relationship, yeah. of course. Yeah. And Dimmer spoke about it yesterday in the press conference. It's just footy is second to that at the moment, definitely, completely for for, for Dustin and and for us is that we just want to get him back to him being the best person he can be and smiling around the football club and enjoying his time in the football club and. And I mean, he isn't ruled out for for today, not today's game, for for Sunday's game. It really but is a secondary issue at the yeah, moment, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, I mean, it's it's a it's a a really delicate um, a really delicate topic um, because it's sort of ever Dustin's clearly one of the biggest names in Australian sport, if not Australian culture. That it, it, any sort of thing he does, he farts, and all of a sudden it's an article in News dot com that. He, people want to continue to talk about this, but I think the best thing for Dustin, probably his own health, is if it just if we don't talk about it and and, and leave it out of the, the public eye. But no doubt that won't happen, which is um, a little bit disappointing. But hopefully for for Dustin, I, he can I, I'm just well. going to in a back to the original question, which you never answered. I, I'm actually going to um, just put a hold on your Tigers. I'm, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you six weeks. I'm hoping you get pressed you back in a couple of weeks. Uh, let's hope Dusty works through his thing, but you put that aside as you mentioned for a moment. I'll be back next week. You'll be back next next week or two? Next week. Let me just write this down. <laughs> I'm playing next week. Big game Jack next Reeve. week. Maddie's match. It is. It's the Saints. Uh, obviously, big game this week. I, I'm going to give you six weeks. Yep. I think the real... What's a pass mark for the Tigers then at six weeks? Mm, you certainly got to win two. and It's not a pass, but you, know, you have to be... A couple, you'd want to be three and three, I guess. It's um, you got an old list, and, and I, I wonder now is this the time? And and you don't have to answer this, but I want to see the Rosses and then the Grahams now almost assume that role of being the key mids. Koch is 30 something, 32, 33 nearly, 31. Um, you, you, yeah, you had okay, a conversation sure. about this last night about putting up two years on the players. On it. <laughs> it was John Ralph's the, the greatest, <laughs> yeah, the greatest exponent yeah, of putting yeah, putting two years on all yeah. players. No. Yeah, no, I guess no, what I'm hey, saying sorry. is I don't think Koch. I mean, he must look around at the moment. There's no Prestia. There's there's Kane's not floating through. Obviously Dusty's there. He must be thinking that's where the acids on those types of players. I'm sure you would. Agree. We would like to see them come through. Grolly Collie Dawkins, yep. Uh, Thompson Dow. Yep. They'll get their chance. So it's. Yep. Pretty important week for for those players to to step up, and we believe they can. So the other one, uh, this is a really interesting one, and, and the Willie Rioli decision. So I, on face value, pub yep. test, we're sitting here having sure. a couple of pots. One week, surely. 
Oh, I think pub test for sure. But but I think even that we've got to the stage now, even the, the blokes and in particular that wind you all the time, oh, footy's dead to me now, the, the physical contact's out of et cetera, et cetera. I think we're so accustomed that we all looked at that instant and said, well, no, he'll get a wee. Yeah. Don't tell me he was trying to mark the footy. No, he wasn't. He wasn't trying to mark it. And that was the defence. I have no idea how he got off that incident. I actually don't. It, it really throws, I assumed maybe he might have got two. Anyway, that's hard. We've moved on. Willie's, uh, it's great to see Willie Rowley back, by the way. He's gone through his own personal issues. He's a premiership player and he's, he's a super player. Oh, when I think Willie Rowley, I can't help but think, I'm not sure if you're, when he was 16, 17 years of age. No, play, he dominated no, for St Mary's. Yeah, yeah. When he was young though, when he, I watched him play for NT under 18s. He was 15 kilos heavier than what he was now. I'm not joking. He was a big, big lad. Um, he, he's so much fitter these days and what he was when he was a youngster, but he was, he was like the big, heavy, I'm not going to say talented, man, but yeah, just he talented. was a genius. He's there, the, oh, I love him. Um, I, before we go off from the Willie Riley one, the, the Daniel Venables story doesn't sit very well with me in terms of that is, um, that is why we're, so Daniel Venables, young, played in a premiership for West Coast Eagles, had his career cut short due to concussion, bleeding on the brain from incidents like and I, and I won't say exactly like the Willie Rowan, but yes. from, from from head contact. Yes, this is what this, we've got a young man here who can't study for more than a, a semester because of headaches. Can't some days stays in bed. Can't go into light filled rooms. Mm. Has to have dark filled rooms. This is the reason. Yep, that we have the MRO and we have the rules in place to protect the head, so we don't end up with. Another Absolutely. Daniel Venables. It's one of the saddest stories in, in, in AFL. I don't think it gets enough. I don't think it gets enough traction for, for what it is. Cause he's, Daniel Venables isn't in the Melbourne bubble of football. Probably isn't as big a name as anyone, a premiership player and, and whatnot, but retires at 23. obviously in, in court proceedings at the moment to, to get compensation. There's no amount of money compensation than, that I don't think can be provided to, to get your life back. But no. Hand in hand, that is why we have those rules. And, and I can't cop that, oh, the footy's lost its toughness. Oh, shut there up. Is, there is, there is different tough, toughness when it comes to footy. Gut Absolutely. running. Yep. You still see Matty Rowe running back on the flight. That is tough. Like, it, it still happens, but we need to protect the player Absolutely. going for the ball. Yep. Otherwise, Correct. we are going to be... Correct. Duty of care. Duty that of word. care and lawsuits coming out our, our, uh, our bottom. Uh, well... Other than the Swans, because I know that you want to watch the Swans. What, what game this weekend's the the one oh, that no, it's, that it's, takes your fancy? No, it's clearly Sydney Geelong. I mean, and the thing, and the reason is too is, you know, I look. I think I snuck the Cats in at eighth, but I'm very much happy to, to say that I think that they, they couldn't win the flag this year. They might be better. Maybe than they are. So they get a, a great test. So you don't have team. the Cats as a chance to win the flag. No, but maybe I'm, maybe that's an apology letter which will be saved for another day. But yeah. I, they get a big test tonight against the Swans. Uh, Swans bring in Lloyd, of course. Chad Warner's back. Um, they're going well, the Swans. Uh, I'm a cheerleader. We know that. Mm, but the uh, they'll, they'll be playing the grand final versus Melbourne this year. I'll tell you, other than obviously the Tigers playing, I'm really interested to see what the Suns bring. That's a fascinating Really, game, really yes. interested to see what the Could Suns bring. Could they get bring. catch them napping? I, I, I think that's, uh, yeah, I think the Suns are uh, going to be a bit better than what people have put them down. Wet, and obviously wet that night in 
on the Gold Coast. Very yeah. tough to play up yeah. there at that, at that time. What is year. it like up there? Dewey. Yep. Yeah. And Stuart Dewey uh, and very, very Dewey. And they train at night for a reason up there, the Sun. So I, I've, I've got them as a, a real, real upset chance. Sticky Dewey or wet no, Dewey? Wet. Wet, wet so Dewey. Very, very flat, wet, wet Dewey. Flat punts or flat hands sort of operation. Chest mark sort of operation. Yeah. Yeah. Chest mark sort of operation. A big, big round of AFL coming up. Um, obviously only round two, but some sides being written into the finals and some sides being written off already. Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie. Of course, coming up, young superstar cricketer Sammy Rainbird will be joining us after basically guiding Tasmania to a Shield victory. But Flash, oh, I tell you what, isn't this one of the just, you know when you get like little news stories that crop up and all of a sudden you're like, well, I did not see that coming. No. I want to play this little audio grab for you here on Ash Barty's decision to retire. Yeah, it's um, something I've been thinking about for a long time. But to be able to, to win Wimbledon, which was my dream, my, the one true dream that I wanted in tennis, um, that really changed my perspective. And there was just a little part of me that wasn't quite satisfied, wasn't quite fulfilled. And then came the challenge of, of the Australian Open. And I think that for me just feels like the most perfect way, my perfect way to celebrate what an amazing journey my tennis career has been. Did this just hit me right between the eyes, didn't it? It was sort of like the... Amazing. Not only the, I would say, the queen of Australian tennis, but she's... she's oh, she it wouldn't surprise me. the best player in the world. It wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me next year. When um, the Australian Day Honours roll around, Ash Barty Australian of the Year, it wouldn't surprise me. That's the that, that's the magnitude, uh, the magnitude of of Ash Barty and, and what she's about. Just, she, you can just relate to her, can't you? You can. Um, I'm pretty sure I've watched just about every single one of her Grand Slam um, tournaments over the last five or six years. Didn't of watch course. any. Of, you only just watch the big games, is that right? Uh now, I'm a tennis nut. I've watched most Grand Slams since I was six or seven years of age, if you want me to clarify that, pretty much all of them since then. But, um, yeah, I, I, was, I wasn't teary, but I was very shocked. My part, I was with my partner, Sarah, who's obsessed with um, with Ash as well, but quite a remarkable situation, but um, fascinating. I, I love Now, did you hit her up, by the way? I mean, I, we did. I thought we well, were I did. a chance. She, I thought... Three-time Premiership player, three-time Best and Ferris. How many Carmen's you won? Three? Three of them, too. Three of them, too. I thought, mate, I asked, asked you, I said, hit her up. Now, did she even come back to you at all? No, so Ash Barty, for the people that don't know, he's a mad Richmond supporter. Mad. Absolutely mad and presented the 2020 Premiership Cup yes. up in Brisbane. Yep. Uh, I shot her a message, yeah. I said, hey, we're doing this small <laughs> little radio show. Um, you've obviously the world number one and uh, you could go on probably any radio program, television program in the world. But oh, you say so you went the angle, just the, the little. <laughs> no, I just said, it just said, would you like to come on and just say a few things? And obviously she's played a bit of tennis in Tasmania, um, at the, up at the domain. Well, there. actually when she came back, when she came back in 2016, I'm not sure if it was the first when She came second back from cricket, that is. So she, she did came have back a hiatus with the Brisbane Heat. Brisbane Heat. And she came back and played doubles. I reckon it was Sammy Stoza in Hobart. Mm. Now, I think that was the first tournament. I'm not actually 100% sure, but I was there. I was watching, um, and and what a journey it's been. And in, in particular, her last 18 months have been incredible. Haven't they? Oh, you know what I want to ask? Sorry, no, we'll, I'll go. finish off. Go. I, I hit her up and I said, do you want to come on the show? 
She replied very kindly and said, um, just keeping it low profile, yes. I want this to go away. So hopefully the footy can, we can have a great weekend of footy and everyone can forget about Ash Bardell. Right? Her said, focus is the Giants I said, on Ash, Sundays. Look, to be honest, not many people are going to forget about this. Obviously, 25 years of age, but I have teed up a game of golf with her because she's a very handy golfer. And this is what I want to know is that my little brother's a bit like this. He's very good at a lot of sports. But Ash Barty, whispers going around, plays off one. Lives on a golf course, Brookwater, one of the hardest courses in Australia. Definitely one of the hardest courses in Queensland. Has plied her trade at um, with the B, uh, in the WBBL with the, the Brisbane Heat. Obviously, three-time Grand Slam winner. What would you think if we saw the Barty Party just stroll on down from Queensland? Come, or not, even, not even from Queensland. Come across the train tracks from Melbourne Park and end up at Punt Road. Just imagine Barty in the eight for the WBBL. For the oh, my immediate thought was, <coughs> and, and you can imagine them. Monconti, Ash Barty in the centre. I, I thought straight away that Ash, uh, she just reeks, we talked about this this morning, she reeks of a team player that wants to play a team sport. Yes. So, and then you look at time. Um, she's not going to have to worry about any Bugs Bunny for the rest of her life. She's got plenty of brass, 25 million I think the last look was what her career earnings is. So that's, that's a, on court. That's a, that's on court. So that's a monster tick. She, I think she'll play cricket one day, but maybe she won't. Maybe she won't do anything. Maybe she'll play golf. Can you, can you go from one handicap to a plus four or five? That's what you need to do. She'd probably have to go to plus eight, to be honest. It's, it's one of the great myths yes. of golf. Mm. Once you're at zero, you've got another 10 shots before you might even make the Australian tour. But her last year, just like one thing, her last year of, of tennis was incredible. Unbelievable. I, and I want to ask her that I, the only query I had with her 18 months ago, I just, in a couple of semis, I remember the one against Osaka, she just looked like she had, didn't have quite the, what's the word? Americans say, you haven't got the dog in you. You know yep, what I mean? Yeah. Yep. And I, she found it. And her last, and she, and she found every bit of it the last year and clearly listening to her speak, it was like, I can't put myself through that to get to that level again. It must have been torture for her almost to get her mental state to a place where she competed. But my gosh, did she get it right? Yeah, she did. And she leaves the sport for Phil oh my in her, gosh. In her a, own What way. a star. Um, love her. And, and I mean, I love seeing people go out on their accord. And Ash Barty has done that. And she will. While, Beyond while, ball, she, while she'll be Lee lost. King, there's yeah. a lot of, there's a few. Martina Hingis did early yes. as well, too. So well, while she'll be lost, obviously, in the tennis scene, no doubt we'll be seeing a lot more of Ash Barty. So you're gonna, she's going to be on a couple of weeks. That's what, you, that's what you're promising me? <laughs> I'm not promising anything. Okay. Well, I'm promising anything. I'm, 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 you know what? Well, you banged on about without, without, Jock Lando with, with, three times a week. No, that later. was you. That was you, and we still sure, haven't heard him. No. With all due respect, I'm going to angle for the game of golf first. I feel like that's a good little intro. Okay. And then maybe I could just do a little pre-record whilst we're oh, in between holes waiting just for the, just leave me waiting for the cheers mate no, your golf game doesn't mm. require okay. to, to attend Sammy welcome to the show mate hey guys thanks for having me on so Sammy run us through it mate obviously do you ever go into a game of cricket thinking I am going to take eight poles in the first for eight, eight for 21 and then you know what I'll back it up with another Michelle Pfeiffer after that in the second innings what an amazing achievement by yourself yeah well, definitely not um I think it was probably the perfect game for us, really, um, as a team. Well, obviously, the conditions in Tassie suit the bowlers, so gets to win the toss and then and then um, and get some wickets bowling out in the first day, which is really important for us. And then 
Uh, for Big Bo to do his thing, get an awesome 160 and then put him under pressure again and then send him back in, like, I guess that's just the perfect team game, really. Like, and no, don't think about that at all going into the game. So match statistics, mate. 13. 13 is the great Anthony Hudson to say for the Big Bud. Well, he's looking for his stout and skull <laughs> tonight for 42 runs. I get asked this question a lot. What's the most goals you've ever kicked in a game? What is the most wickets you've taken in a game? And is this your best performance in any form of cricket? Uh, yeah, it is. Um, never taken, I've never taken eight in an innings um, and never taken 13 in a game in any form of cricket, club cricket or second eleven or anything like that. So, yeah, to do it at home at Belray was, was pretty special. Filthy on the... Who took the other two wickets in the first innings? you filthy on them not to let... You take the old tenfer? Take the, do the card? <laughs> GBL, two for 29. Uh, yeah, Gabe Bell, 229. Um, yeah, a little bit filthy. But Get on nah, him. Not at all. Do you, let's tell me about the morning of the game, Rainey. Um, were you feeling like you're going to be on a heater here? I mean, we knew that the wicket always looks very green, which doesn't always mean it's going to be a minefield, but it generally does mean there's a little bit of semen swing as a, as a left-arm outswing bowler like yourself. Did you take us back to 9 o'clock before day one? Um. Yeah, rocking up to the ground actually didn't feel that great, surprisingly. Um, knew, obviously, the pitch was actually off. The pitch played pretty well, we thought. It was nice conditions to swing um, across the whole two days. But obviously, all the bowlers and the batters were looking at uh, bow when the, the, the um, toss of the coin went up and were pretty happy to bowl. Um, I actually had a stinking bowling warm-up. I don't know what happened. Um, I was, it took me ages out to bowl some extra balls, kind of feel good. But yeah, I started to feel a bit better, probably by middle of my first spell. So I think um, I was talking to Sid about it after day one. Sometimes those days when you're actually feeling pretty ordinary uh, are when you actually play your best because you feel like you've probably got to concentrate more if you warm up for. So, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Peter Siddle there. What's what's the impact in your career been having get to, to having Peter Siddle come down and, and be a part of that Tasmanian cricket culture? Surely you couldn't have a better role model in, in the way of seam bowling. Yeah, exactly right. I think um, it's just amazing to see the way he still goes about it at 37 um, and the hunger and and how much he still wants to perform at that age. And obviously he knows so much about the game and, and he's been there and done everything. It's just such a, a really good thing for our young fast bowlers and even guys that have been around, you know, to learn off him and just little things like seam position and, and how to set batters up and change your angles and come around the wicket and what ball to bowl when. I think he's been massive for our group, so it's been awesome. And obviously, hopefully, he's still around for a couple more years for us if he can keep going. He clearly wasn't that big a minefield, Jack, of course. I bowled out for 104 in the first innings, 87 in the second in between. The Tigers big made 402. And tell us about that last 50 or 60 from Bo Webster. 166 not out. Good mate of yours, 172 deliveries, 21 fours, six sixes. That was some power hitting towards the end, Sam. Yeah, it was. Um, Bo's been really good at that for the last couple of years. He's kind of nestled into that uh, number seven role and being a change, obviously, he's now bowling pace as well, that all-rounder. Um, he's got so much power, so batting with the tail, I think he's really good at it because he's able to manipulate the field. They put the field back or bring the field up, and then when they do bring the field up, he just clears it clears the ropes and that's what he, he did that beautifully yesterday he just played the played the long game with the tail and was willing to be patient enough until they brought the field back up for him and he, he did that with belly after he got to his hundred and, and it really did change the game for us and at one stage obviously still pending a result um the vicks are obviously a fair way behind wa but that that gave us a massive 
chance to make the Shield final. Um, but yeah, pro- probably not going to have it at this stage with the, with the, vic- the victory a bit behind WA. So yeah. How much are you going to curse the result in Victoria last week, mate? Yeah, massively. I think um, it, was, it was pretty bittersweet last night in the rooms. Um, we were talking about you know how well we played this game, but it was really disappointing. Um, you know, two wickets away from hosting a Shield final as well, so we've missed out. But if we if we won last week, we were going to host the final home final. Obviously, you can play in your own conditions. So um, I think everyone was pretty disappointed, like, like happy but disappointed last night. Um, looking back at how close we were, two wickets away from you know, potentially being in the prime position to win the Sheffield Shield, which is where we think our playing group's at and where, you know, that's where everybody wants to be. We've got a pretty mature playing group now. We've kind of gone through those years of teething and and learning about the game. So, yeah, pretty disappointing. Well, no doubt, Sammy, you'll be sitting back and watching uh, online today to see what happens in that game and hopefully we can uh, pray for a a minor miracle and uh, we uh, the the game against Queensland is now last one for the uh, Shield Yeah, exactly. Thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Good on you, Sammy. Don't forget, though, Flashman, Blunston Arena will host the WNCL final this Sunday with Tasmanian women looking to take out a uh, title after seven, flying. seven straight yep. wins. Entries free, gates open at 10 a.m. and play to start at 10 a.m. as well. Been the best team all season, and we are wishing them well for the final. Bring that home. Bring home that silverware. They've been outstanding. Up next, though, Flashman, I've launched this. Hot news or not news? You're listening to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Hobart. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Sammy, welcome to the show, mate. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. So, Sammy, run us through it, mate. Obviously, do you ever go into a game of cricket thinking, I am going to take eight poles in the first, eight eight for 21, and then, you know what? I'll back it up with another Michelle Pfeiffer after that in the second innings. What an amazing achievement by yourself. Yeah, definitely not. Um I think it was probably the perfect game for us, really, um, as a team. Well, obviously, the conditions in Tassie suit the bowlers, so gets to win the toss and then and then um, and get some wickets bowling out in the first day, which is really important for us. And then uh, for Big Bo to do his thing, get an awesome 160, and then put him under pressure again, and then send him back in. Like, I guess that's just the perfect team game, really. Like, and no, don't think about that at all going into the game. So match statistics, mate. 13, 13. As the great Anthony Hudson was say for the big Budwar, he's looking for his thousand goal tonight for 42 runs. I get asked this question a lot. What's the most goals you've ever kicked in a game? What is the most wickets you've taken in a game? And is this your best performance in any form of cricket? Uh, yeah, it is. Um, never taken, I've never taken eight in an innings um, and never taken 13 in a game in any form of cricket, club cricket or second level or anything like that. So, yeah, to do it at home at Belray was, was pretty special. Filthy on the... Who took the other two wickets in the first innings? You filthy on them not to let... You take the old tenfer? Take the, do the card? <laughs> G-Bell, two for 29. Uh, yeah, Gabe Bell, two for 29. Um, yeah, a little bit filthy, but... Get on nah, him. Not at all. Do you, let's tell me about the morning of the game, Rainey. Um, were you feeling like you're going to be on a heater here? I mean, we knew that the wicket always looks very green, which doesn't always mean it's going to be a minefield, but it generally does mean there's a little bit of semen swing as a as a left arm outswing bowler like yourself. Did you take us back to nine o'clock before day one? Um, yeah, rocking up to the ground actually didn't feel that great, surprisingly. Um, knew obviously the pitch was actually off. The pitch played pretty well. We thought it was nice conditions to swing. Um, across the whole two days. But obviously, all the bowlers and the batters were looking at uh, bow when the, the, the um, toss of the coin went up and were pretty happy to bowl. Um, I actually had a 
lasting in bowling warm up. I don't know what happened. Um, I was, took me ages out to bowl some extra balls, kind of feel good. But yeah, I started to feel a bit better probably by the middle of my first spell. So I think um, I was talking to Sid about it after day one. Sometimes those days when you're actually feeling pretty ordinary uh, are when you actually play your best because you feel like you've probably got to concentrate more if you warm up for. So yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Peter Siddle there. What's what's the impact in your career been having get to, to having Peter Siddle come down and and be a part of that Tasmanian cricket culture? Surely you couldn't have a better role model in in the way of seam bowling. Yeah, exactly right. I think um, it's just amazing to see the way he still goes about it at 37 um, and the hunger and and how much he still wants to perform at that age. And obviously, he knows so much about the game and. and He's been there and done everything. It's just such a, a really good thing for our young fast bowlers and even guys that have been around, you know, to learn off him and just little things like seam position and, and how to set batters up and change your angles and come around the wicket and what ball to bowl when. I think he's been massive for our group, so it's been awesome. And obviously, hopefully, he's still around for a couple more years for us if he can keep going. It clearly wasn't that big a minefield, Jack, of course. I bowled out for 104 in the first innings, 87 in the second in between. Tigers made 402, and tell us about that last 50 or 60 from Bo Webster, 166 not out. Good mate of yours, 172 deliveries, 21 fours, six sixes. That was some power hitting towards the end, Sam. Yeah, it was. Um, Bo's been really good at that for the last couple of years. He's kind of nestled into that uh, number seven role, and being a change, obviously, he's now bowling pace as well, that all-rounder. He's got so much power, so... Batting with the tail, I think he's really good at it because he's able to manipulate the field. They put the field back or bring the field up. And then when they do bring the field up, he just clears the, clears the ropes. And that's what he, he did that beautifully yesterday. He just played the, played the long game with the tail and was willing to be patient enough until they brought the field back up for him. And he, he did that with Belly after he got to his 100. And, and it really it changed the game for us. And at one stage, obviously, still pending a result. Um, the Vicks are obviously a fair way behind WA, but that, that gave us a massive chance to make the Shield final, um, but yeah, pro- probably not going to have it at this stage with the, with the, vic- the victory a bit behind WA, so yeah. How much are you going to curse the result in Victoria last week, mate? Yeah, massively. I think um, it, was, it was pretty bittersweet last night in the rooms. Um, we were talking about, you know, how well we've played this game, but it was really disappointing, um, you know, two wickets away from hosting a Shield final as well, so we've missed out, but if we, if we won last week, we were going to host the final. Home final, obviously, you can play in your own conditions. So um, I think everyone was pretty disappointed, like, like happy, but disappointed last night. Um, looking back at how close we were, two wickets away from, you know, potentially being in, in the prime position to win the Sheffield Shield, which is where we think our playing group's at and where, you know, that's where everybody wants to be. We've got a pretty mature playing group now. We've kind of gone through those years of teething and, and learning about the game. So, yeah, pretty disappointing. Well, no doubt, Sammy, you'll be sitting back and watching... Uh, online today to see what happens in that game and hopefully we can uh, pray for a, a minor miracle and uh, we uh, the, well, the game against Queensland isn't our last one for the uh, Shield Yeah, summer. exactly. Thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Good on you, Sammy. Don't forget, though, Flashman, Blunston Arena will host the WNCL final this Sunday with Tasmanian women looking to take out a uh, title after seven, flying. seven straight yep. wins. Entries free, gates open at 10 a.m. and play to start at 10 a.m. as well. Been the best team all season, and we are wishing them well for the final. Bring that home, bring home that silverware. They've been outstanding. Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tasmania. Well, Flash, I've been floating this little segment. I love listening to. 
the radio over there in America, in the USA, the Max Kellerman show. Yes. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to straight out tell you that I've plagiarized this show, this this little segment, Hot News Unlike or Not News. They, they run it over there in America, and I think it certainly could figure here in this little radio program we do run Just before here. we get there, I've got a text oh, message text. here, just a quickie from Calvin from Moorabbin. He was talking about the, the big games on the weekend. Expect a big response from the Sainters over at Fremantle. Saints. That's interesting because they're a team under the pump okay. suddenly. Calvin, very bullish. Very indeed. bullish. Okay, well, if you want to get involved Thank in you, hot Calvin. news or not news, feel free to join us on 1342-1533 or text us your hot news or not news. The topic you want to know, is it hot or is it not, on 0437 Now, I'm going to start flashing, and, and the way it works it. is I will ask you the question and then you answer whether it's hot or not, and I will answer whether it's hot or not. First things up, last night we saw, obviously, a great game of footy, Bulldogs v Carlton, very attacking game of football, a lot of scoring shots and played very quickly. But one thing that grabbed my attention was uh, Hayden Crozier. Uh, There was footage of him in the rooms with um, what we believe to be an ECG, a little sort of heart scan. um, The wires wires connected to him. Should we be showing players hooked up to medical equipment in the rooms on the broadcast? Absolutely not. Of course we shouldn't. It's, um, uh, compl- remember what happened to Ericsson, the, the, obviously the soccer player, when he fell and had a minor, or well, turned out to be, you know, How a, a hard... Yeah. Is, 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 what, is, what, what, why are we watching that? Well, you and I were watching the footy together last night. I can't fathom why someone at home would want to watch uh, uh, that. Let's oh, let, no, some people would. I, I get the commercial aspect of it. Don't think for some people... We don't need to... I think more the point is... We don't need to be seeing that. Well, what happens if something went wrong? Oh my gosh! And and and, and, and the broadcaster may say that it's on delay, and, and no, I've got no doubt. Probably we're not watching the footage live as it actually happens. But let's say Aiden Crozier all of a sudden has an incident and things start going pear shaped. Oh. Cannot be watching that on TV. Sure, get it. Yeah, don't understand. This is an interesting one for me, and I I, I think I know what your answer will be. But is zero and two? Really, a bad spot to be in. So we've only got one zero and two team, of course, at the moment. That's the doggies. Uh, no, I think that's not. Yeah, no, that's not. No, it's not news. Not, issue. not, not news for me. What about you? Uh, no news at all. However, zero I three. Just, mm, I, I just got a couple of queries at the the bookends for the doggies, which worries me just a little bit. Not news. We'll not we'll, news. we'll come back to that. See the zero and three sides next week. Uh, hot news or not news. How confident should Tasmanians be oh my gosh. of getting an AFL license? The buzzer is going off. The heaters are off. The alarm bells are ringing. It is hot news. I agree. Hot. Hot as a pistol. Hot, hot. How do we celebrate if we do get a license? Um, good question. A little bit of reminiscing about Sydney 2000 when that all went through. I knew exactly where I was. I was on a school camp actually when they announced that we were going to get the Olympics. But um, that will be bigger than Texas. It's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen now. We've we, we got to stop. It's, it's, it's happening. It's definitely happening, isn't no, it? Don't go with that yet because it's... it's but it still, is, isn't it? still got it all vote. It's hot. It's super hot. I, th- I'm, I might just tip into a nice little bottle of Lark or something like that from down in Mawson's, Mawson's hut down there if we uh, get the uh, all clear with the licence for Tasmania. Hot, hot, hot. Now, we've watched the COVID factor around the world in sport over the last two and a half years here about. This is a question I pose to you, young man. Will a club's ability to dodge COVID influence the ladder in 2022? No, that's hot news. Definitely hot news. You've only got to look at the Western Australian Did you clubs. benefit from in 2020? Uh, I, I think 
Well, no, I think in the current climate, it's players contracting COVID. Yeah. So the, the health and safety protocols. But that is hot news. The two two teams that are under the pump massively with this, the two Western Australian teams. And it's just due to the fact that the border hasn't been open. They haven't been exposed to, to a lot of COVID cases already. We've seen... Um, Liam Ryan and Tim Kelly miss round one due to health and safety protocols. Um, and I think there's a couple of other players out again this week for West Coast just due to the fact that they've, they might not have COVID, but they are a close contact. Yes. So um, that is going to be very, very hot news. And there's a reason why the AFL has gone and done to, had added the extra 20 extra players. I don't foresee that happening at any other, any other clubs. I wouldn't be surprised if West Coast had to delve into the little pool of 20 players. To so after that five-minute monologue of that question, hot. it's a hot. Hot, 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 okay. hot, 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 hot. Uh, now, this is, this is, look, oh, you go. It's my turn. Yeah, it's oh, your I turn. like this. One. Patrick play hot, hot news or not news, Patrick Cripps, is he any other best player in the AFL? No, he's not. But what this is a reflection of some of the absolute trollop garbage, rubbish I was reading. A lot of us on our station here at SCN, of course, we, oh, without you... mentioning a couple of our colleagues. Drive by. Injuries last year got Cripps and suddenly he was, people were saying he was almost cooked and over the edge. He's a star, but no, he's not. I'm going to say, I'm going to say hot news. I think he could be the best player in the competition. Oh no, I could. could I, I, sorry, I think, he, I think he is the best player in the competition. Though. So he's gone past Petrarca. Settle. Just well, settle. Two man. games into the, two, two, off form line this season. Yes. So he's won. He's got six brown low votes right now. Cool. Yeah, sure. But he, you're not saying he's the Off, best player in 2022. In the, in the season of 2022, what we've seen so far, okay. which is a very small sample size, Patrick Cripps is the best player in the competition. What What did you think of the incident during the week? Is this hot or not? We saw our good friend Kane's his view on Kane Kinnaman's behaviour um, as he got a little bit excited with the pies. Mm-hmm. Um, now you were hot. a little bit flamboyant yourself at times, more as a younger pup. Um, hot or not? Absolutely not news. No. Not news one You didn't mind it? Didn't mind it, but not my, Whatever. Not my cup of tea. No. But it's not news. I mean, is there a... Does Kane... Does, do you reckon he does his radio show with his port jumper on or just sitting next to well, the scenic? Well, because now you mentioned that. What about Dursma with the, with the bow and arrow lean back with the arch back? Is that, a, is that, that's a, is that a tick? Uh, no, that's not sure. That's, that's, uh, this one, uh, my last one to you, um, before we grab our last break, before we finish up for the first show, got a little bit of audio here. I want, I want, I want you to play this and I want you to think about what it means. Radio. Hot news or not news? That, of course, is the yodeling man from Larry, Larry Edmonds. Price is right. Ricky Ponting. He's been floated as the next coach. He's been, been sounded out as the next coach of Australia. Hot news or not news? It's not news. It's fake news. It's garbage news. He won't be coaching Australia. I, when I saw that. What price? Up, so, so the, what, what's could, his price? It could become news. What's his price? Well, that's the aim. That's why I said the yodeling man. At what price say- does the yodeling man tip over the edge where P- P- Ponting's saying, no, 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 no. He gets to a figure and he goes, Maybe. Well, we just saw that in America, didn't we, with Deshaun Watson. They, Cleveland just kept putting Fully another, to, another well, 10 so, million on so top. So the yodeling man's going so up. Saying, yodly, 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 yodly. <laughs> What's the tipping point? Oh, I don't see a, I don't see a sit-down conversation with a latte under four mil. Four mil? <laughs> I just, well, what 
What's he earning? In, he's Mate. earning two in India. He's over there for six weeks. Yeah, yeah. Going, we, oh, don't, yeah. we don't know what he's earning over in India, oh, but I'm heaps, thinking heaps. I'm thinking more than that. Uh, that's hot news or not news. Feel free to join next week and fire in your questions. Obviously, you can call us or send us a text. Send us a tweet and we'll collate them for next week's hot news or not news. This is Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie. Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie. I love that name change. Tassie Hobart was a bit... Inclusive. You didn't. You didn't like Hobart because you're a Scottsdale no, boy. That's right. And now it's SEN Tassie. It's the whole Apple Isle. Of course, you can listen to us on Northern Tasmania on track, or also around the country on the SEN app. Now the big game. We only touched on it really quickly. Um, the pra, the cricket game that's going on in the Premier League down in Tassie. So yeah, there's two big games over the weekend. We're going to look forward. We're going to go watch the women on the weekend in, yep. the, in the Tassie. Seven final, in a row. Let's make final, it eight in a row, which is outstanding. And of course, yeah, today. Um, the three days start also in Northern Tasmania. I think Launceston playing Westbury in their three Ooh. day up there. Newtown looking for their first flag in decades, 60, over 50 years. 60 years, I think I they think said off the They text. might succumb to the mighty sharks though. In really, tip any faces getting around that we know that have played? Uh, so Tom Andrews have come into the team. Shawnee Willis is the captain. Harry Nichols. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a name there, um, that you're familiar with. At Newtown, you've seen the Meninti boys who've been involved with Tassie. Mm-hmm. They've, mm-hmm. they've been a, a driving force with all of that. So Mitch Owen, of course, is the all-rounder just re-signed yep. with the Hurricanes. Yep. He's a star. So uh, the Bucks, they're coming with a, with an opportunity to win a flag for the first time in a long, long time, which is awesome. Yeah. Good luck to them. Hope you get Quick one off the text line. This comes from an ex-cricketer or an ex-cricketer. Oh, yes. Timmy Coyle's text in. Uh, he's going for a hot lap today with Marcus Ambrose. Oh, is he? said he's absolutely S-I-T-H-ing himself. So yes. that will be uh, interesting. I've, not I've for me. I'm not oh, Coyle. I'm not interested. Hot You've laps are great. Yeah. Hot laps are great. I've been lucky to do one. Stand down with Scott McLaughlin. How'd we go here? We got through our first yeah, show. Yeah, got through first show. Um, really great to get back on the airways with you, yes, David. Good to see you, mate. Um, did you make the bed this morning before you left? Because you were out in the outhouse. No, I did. You did? I did. Did you hang the towels up? I did. And the bath towel. And the bath towel. Yep. So I'm just checking, you are playing next week? Yeah, next week. I've told you I'm playing next week. Yeah, no, I'm just double checking. Well, once again, Friday morning, thank you for joining us here on SEN Tassie. We appreciate it. This is Jack and Flash. We look forward to seeing you next week. Same time. Up next, though, Sammy Edmund with the Captain's Run.